Football Friday, football, the only sport where my team can lose and I could actually stomach watching the next set of games the week after. You're listening to Weissman and Odds, I-95 Sports Network. We've got a special show for you. Steven, my partner out to the right of me. Joe Cusimano, special guest in the studio. All three of us in today. Joe, how are you doing today? Good. Very good, Errol. It's good to be back here on the Weissman and Oz show. Yeah, well, Errol, last week when you were off, Joe and I hosted the show. We had a great show. Oh, fantastic. We're doing a wild card weekend. Fantastic. Unfortunately, it didn't work in our favor, Errol, with the Giants losing to those Green Bay Packers. Yeah, yeah. Dallas, Dallas was provided two L's from the Giants during the regular season. And you can't spell Dallas without two L's, Stephen. But you know what? You can't spell eliminated without Eli. And you can't spell elite without Eli either. If you want to listen in, one six zero five five six two eight zero zero one. Press 5 to join the conversation. Links on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you may want to listen. Uh, boys, let's go over the games. And let's go over to uh, what probably is the best game of the week in a lot of opinions, Dallas and Green Bay. Uh, we'll get into our picks after 1230, but let's break down the games, boys. Uh, we just heard news, no Jordy Nelson. You kind of figured that, though. Uh, this is going to affect them big time. Joe, how do you, Joe, he is the guest. Let's be let's be mindful for our guest. How much are they going to miss him? Uh, of course they're going to miss him. I mean, Jordy is he's a big play guy. He's a big part of that offense. But if you ask Aaron Rodgers, he's not he's not making any excuses. He's he's ready to roll with the guys they got. You know, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Ty Montgomery. The list goes on. Yeah, I think it's going to come out to guys like Devontae Adams, who's had. A breakout season is, you know, totally unexpected, especially coming after, uh, coming off last year's performance. But he's, he came up huge last game, uh, against the Giants in that second half. Uh, I just, you know what? It, it bothers my stomach to talk about what doesn't bother my stomach, first of all. So, you know, but I, I think that's definitely the game of the weekend. Uh, obviously going to miss Jordy, but they definitely have weapons, uh, in Randall Cobb. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he can throw as far as humanly possible and still get a touchdown. We saw it firsthand. You saw it last week, but you got to figure Dallas is going to be ready for that. And you know what? You guys said the X factor. You said the X factor, though. Randall Cobb is healthy. And you saw how effective he was last week, even if it was against the, uh, against what was it, DRC last week. It was against um, Trevon Wade. But that's a huge deal for Aaron Rodgers. He did a really good job out of the slot. Uh, Devontae Adams, like you guys said, has had a breakout year. It uh, looks like Tom Montgomery is going to play. Uh, he's going to be playing at running back, though. Probably a little bit of wide receiver, too. Christine Michael ran the ball really well last week. And the Packers' defense, although it was against the Giants' offense, it just has been abysmal all season. They, they looked good last week. And against two rookies, you got to be worried if you're Dallas. I, I'm sorry. I think they'll win a Super Bowl or two in the next decade. I just think it's a lot to ask for, for two rookies to go out there and beat an Aaron Rodgers team. They're going to have to beat a Seattle team or an Atlanta team next week and then have to beat a Belichick and a Brady. This team is just too much pressure on them. Listen, if you let Dak go in there and do what he's been doing, his dink and dunk, his managing the game, that Ezekiel Elliott guy, okay, he might be a rookie, but look at look at his history. Anytime he's been in the big game with Ohio State, even before that, the guy shows up. The guy loves the big game. Yeah, and, you know, I, I do think Dallas has a really good chance in this one just because, you know, it's a not 100% healthy Green Bay team. It hurts. It, it, it does hurt. And 
Dallas' defense has been pretty good lately. You know, they have, they're coming off a bye week. I, honestly, they're coming off really two buys. You know, the, week 17 obviously didn't really matter when they sat most of their players. But that could also come to our, you don't know if they're going to come off rusty to start Dallas. Go ahead, Joe. Look, I, I said it last week, and the key for that Dallas defense is, is the same one that, you know, the Giants and every other team faces when playing Green Bay. You have to limit Aaron Rodgers and keep him in that pocket. Once he gets out and starts extending the play, he's a different player. And they extend the play like no other team. And if they're able to manage that and keep him there and get to him, Dallas, I don't see why Dallas isn't going to win this game. Yeah, and you said, you know, probably the best defense for Aaron to defend Aaron Rodgers also is to keep him off the field, which is where Ezekiel Elliott comes up to play. Don't forget, Packers defense, run defense, has been best in the league all year long. Obviously didn't have much success with them when they played in Lambeau earlier in the year. Like I said, the spotlight's on now, and I just I have a hard yeah, time. Errol, but that, that run defense by the Packers is susceptible. you got guys averaging five yards of carry when they're running to the outside. Okay, going up the middle is a little tougher, but you get Zeke to that outside, it, it's a whole new ball game. With that offensive line, obviously, it does help. Tyron Smith playing, I think we he, he had a week of rest. I believe he will be playing, mm-hmm. which is obviously a big deal. Now, you mentioned with Dak thinking and ducking. I feel like they, I, I've been impressed with that. I, I really can't say enough about Dak Prescott. Uh, unfortunately, I can't say enough about Dak Prescott. Beginning of the season, when Roma went down, we, we were crowning ourselves in NFC East champions. Obviously, it wasn't the case. How'd that work out for you? Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously, you know, we got dacked out. But he, he's he been making a lot of throws down the field that looked really impressive to me. The guy doesn't look like a rookie. You forget that he's a rookie. It's incredible that I was sure. watching him against you know Alabama just a year ago when he was at Mississippi State. He's got a lot of poise. He's got a lot of confidence. It's going to help. You're going up against, right now, I career-wise, I would take Brady, but you're going up against, right now, the best quarterback in the league right now. That, that's and a tough The hottest pass. team in the NFL right now. That's why, and you, know, you want to talk about that. You want to talk about these rookies. Let's look at the veterans on Dallas, the veterans that are going to be raring to go in this moment, okay? The Jason Wittens of the world. I'm expecting a big game from Jay Witties, you know. Even did you just say Jay Witties? I should say Jay You're Witties. an absolute loser. <laughs> and you you should go on a boat with Odell, oh, please. With Jay Witties. You're an animal. <laughs> but even Des, I'm expecting a big game from Des Bryant, too. You know, these are times where he... He's We're talking about the playoffs, <laughs> and this guy's talking about girls on Instagram. <laughs> Let, let's continue here, please. Oh, God. But anyway, no. Des, I can see getting a ball thrown him way down the field and getting a touchdown and a big spot in this game. You know he's going to be he's going to be drooling for this game after what happened a few years ago. Was it a catch? Was it not a catch? No, no it one knows a catch. what a catch. It no was one, a catch. No one knows what a catch is anymore. Yeah. I don't even think the referees though. But he, you know he's going to be drooling at the fact going up against this team on their home field. And we saw the Giants do it last week. These receivers were getting in front of, of, of those cornerbacks. just wish they caught the ball a few times. That would have helped. But, you know, point being, you can beat these corners. Gunder, uh, a couple other guys. I don't know if they're going to be healthy for the Packers. But uh, you can beat these guys downfield. And it just depends on stack and makes the throw. The defense is very susceptible. And you saw it last week. The Giants just had too many missed opportunities. You guys are expecting a, expecting a high-scoring game, right? Absolutely. 
I really do believe it's going to be high scoring between these two teams. I could see the game being a shootout. I could also see it not being. I mean, how else, you, how else do you say it? Fact of the matter is, is you look at this high-powered offense with Green Bay, and people seem to forget Dallas was the first-place team for a reason. Okay. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think an X factor right now on that Dallas defense because we don't talk about the defense enough. They were very underrated. Didn't really think that they would come out and play as well as they did. David Irving has been wrecking havoc the last few weeks. He did it in Tampa Bay. You saw him do it in Philadelphia a little bit. You saw him do it at home against Detroit. And that could be a big deal. He, he, he gets to the quarterback very, very quickly. So if he can get there before Aaron Rodgers can even sidestep at all in the pocket, it can be a big deal. It can be a big X factor for the Cowboys. I mean, we saw what happened in the first, you know, couple plays against the Giants. The Giants, uh, pet, you know, their pass defense, they got Tyron Rodgers, and what, it was the first five or six draw, five or six plays they, they got to the quarterback? Yeah, I mean, it depends. I think you know, the Giants did blitz a little bit. They dropped a lot of guys over, and then they had a cornerback. You saw Sensible do it a couple of times. So Landon Collins do it. You know, then they had a safety or, or their nickel corner come up and get the sack. You know, will the Packers be willing to do that? Packers don't have a defense like that. You know, we, we looked at the Giants' defense. We were, we were absolutely mesmerized that the Packers went off and dropped 38 on them. It was a little bit of a flawed 38 because the offense was so terrible. But, you know, we saw the Giants have trouble with this with this offense. I, I know it's on the road, but it's – Joey Love said it a few weeks ago. He doesn't have confidence in the Cowboys at home. He'd rather see him on the road. But it's going to be in Dallas. It's going to be in Jerry's world. Let's see if Aaron Rodgers can go in there. And it's a quote-unquote upset. Here's my guy to watch on the Dallas defense, and it's Sean Lee, another veteran who's been around. He's playing in the playoffs for the first time. I look for him to have a big game. I'm very happy for him. It, you know, you got to respect some of these guys in this Dallas defense. The guy's never healthy. At, you, in the middle of the season, he's always getting hurt. He finally made it through a full season. I want to see what he's going to do. He's going to be, you got a lot of hungry guys in this team. You know, Jason Witten hasn't been in the postseason in several years. Sean Lee hasn't been healthy enough to be in the postseason. These are going to be some hungry guys going into this game. You know who does have some playoff experience? Tony Romo. She's not saying, stop. Just stop before I throw something at you. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Say if Dak, I don't think this is going to happen. Say if Dak in the first half has about three, three, three picks. He's not playing well. You put Tony Romo in. I, I wouldn't. I can't. Do you think he's going to win a game it. for you? I can't, in, the second, in the second half? I don't know. He hasn't played He hasn't played a competitive game. Last week wasn't exactly very competitive. He hasn't played a competitive game in two years. What am I supposed I to expect that. for him? Stop. <laughs> Just stop. If anyone can see the disgust. You got days. there with Dak, <laughs> with Zeke, and now you want to throw in Tony Romo. You ever watched the movie The Replacements? <laughs> they put Eddie Martell in over Shane Falco. Come on now. It's not happening. We'll see what happens. I'm expecting a big game from Dak. You know, obviously going to be tough under the spotlight. First playoff game, first big moment like this. Let's see if he can, you know, do it on, under pressure here. Hopefully, we'll get a good game, unlike last week. Uh, I was going to wait for this game, but I can't help myself. Pats host <laughs> the Texans. Oh come on! Oh, Big oh, Daddy is right. salivating that his Texans are in the second round of the playoffs. What's the spread? Sixteen right now? It, it's fifteen. It dropped a point. The so, Patriots are giving fifteen. Something points. interesting. And actually, this is a couple games. Uh, Bill Belichick, his former assistant Bill O'Brien, going head to head. Usually, the apprentice of the, the apprentice does not 
farewell. Uh, Steve, I'm going to start with you. Do the Texans, besides the pregame prayer that they're going to be doing, do they have a prayer in this game? As much as I want to say yes, they obviously do not. Just because it's the New England Patriots in the playoffs, it's Tom Brady, it's Bill Belichick. You know what? If the Patriots make mistakes and Texans can capitalize on it, I can see them scoring a touchdown or two. I can see Brock, <laughs> after last week's performance, come on. Brock Osweiler said this week he wants to write a great ending to the Texan season. I could tell you on Saturday, they will be ending the Texan season. If it, if it ends up with him on the bench, I think it'll be a great ending. Something interesting, some reports coming out, you know, Bill O'Brien doesn't get along with the owner, the GM. If they lose this game, he could be out. So he might be coaching for his job, which I think is absolutely ludicrous. You make the, the playoffs two years in a row. You win the division two years in a row, despite this division being so god awful. It's the worst division in football. Oh, it's been the worst division in football for a few years now. Uh, I, I think it's absolutely ludicrous that he'd be coaching for his job. But you might see him coaching a little bit desperately, maybe taking some more shots downfield. DeAndre Hopkins can be a big deal. Malcolm Butler's a good, good corner, though. If he's going to be shadowing DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins is going to have some Hopkins trouble. Hopkins had a strong game last week. Obviously, it was against the Oakland defense, who's, you know, hit or miss. Oh, great game that was last week, right, guys? Uh, I mean, what do you expect from Connor Cook? This guy's probably never going to see it. Uh, Steven, you you just said it. You faced Connor Cook last week. I think the test is a little bit bigger this week. They're playing a guy named Tom Brady. If you haven't heard of him, he's probably the greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Of course. People forget about, you know, we talk so much about Tom Brady, Tom Brady, that offense. His defense averaged, what, they gave up what less than 16 points a game? they They had the best defense point-wise, in the NFL. And last time these two teams play, Jacoby Brissett was under center, theoretically speaking, because all he did was shotgun at NC State. But it was 27 to nothing. Brock Osweiler couldn't move a lick. Wasn't that game in Houston, too, or was it in New England? It was in Houston. Yeah, I think it was. It was 27 nothing. This game is just, it could be 44 nothing. So, again, you're going from Jacoby Brissett as I'm going to call him, <laughs> to Tom Brady now under helm of for course, the Patriots. The Patriots only had two touchdowns, all two touchdowns, two interceptions all season, <laughs> even with the two other quarterbacks that had starting, you know, in the two weeks. The guy is Brady. a different. The guy is a different machine when playoff time starts. He's okay, and you're going to cool. see that. You're going to see that this week. He's not, not Look, arguably the best quarterback to ever play the game. I'm not arguing that, but... I hope you're not arguing. Oh, no, I, I think this is going to be a blowout. If you want to have that argument, we could. I think this could be a blowout, and it probably will be. Well, apparently, I don't think, a lot of people do. This is one of the biggest spreads since that, 1998 I do think in the NFL. Houston covers. Say that again. Say it louder for the people to hear. I think the Houston Texans cover. I don't think they lose by 16, over 16 points. I think the spread could be 20. I don't think they would cover. I think the only chance they have in this game is Brady, is Brady gets hurt. I would, actually, if Brady gets hurt, I would take Garoppolo seven days out of the Listen, week over Brock. You are going to you're going to see the Patriots pound the ball with Legregor smoking the blunt, okay? And, and then they're going to throw bombs just like they do every week. Look at the weapons on that team. I know. Even without Gronk, incredible. Martellus Bennett's been awesome. Oh, God. I miss him on the Giants. That was truly one. It, it's one and one a over there in New England. I mean, oh, of course. That's, that's a guy. I mean, bad attitude. Obviously, I don't know if you guys have seen the thirty for thirty with uh, him and Michael Bennett. 
bad attitude. He's a great tight end, though. You got him. You got Edelman. You got Chris Hogan. People don't talk about much. Joe, I remember you brought him up in the beginning of the year. When, you you know, fantasy football season came Hogan upon. Watch out for Chris Hogan. That guy's a big, big, deep threat. Malcolm Mitchell has emerged. And Brady just makes all these guys better. I, Brady, I, how many people – I think I saw, uh, I saw a stat – how many he's thrown touchdowns to over 20 30 people it's really is incredible what this guy does look i'm looking forward to a blowout the patriots blowing them out okay them partying the rest of the week and i'll be in boston on sunday it's going to be a real, let's listen, let's not talk about that but it's going to be a good time there and and another thing to look for in this game is that big Fatty Vince will fork up front on the Texans. His career is probably going to end where it started. I heard they're going to have Patriots tweeted out their, their Twitter page. We're going to have Vince will fork uh, video that is going to make people tear up. My God, that guy is fat. He's, he's a monster, but he is fat. He looked like a monster in the ESPN body issue. I don't know if anyone caught that. I did not. <laughs> well, we know what you look at in your spare time. <laughs> Are you kidding? But, you know, overall, I don't think it's going to be, you know, a close game. Obviously, Vegas doesn't think so, too. Well, you ever been to Vegas? I have. I Man, I would kill to see you have in you Vegas. Have you been to Vegas? I have gone to Vegas. My when goodness. did you go to Vegas? I was in, like, seventh grade. Oh. He was in, so he couldn't do nothing. 12-year-old Big Daddy in Las Vegas. Can you imagine 12-year-old Big Daddy walking the strip in Las Vegas? <laughs> You gotta go see those Golden Knights boys. Oh, oh God. Yeah, oh, I want to sit on a plane for five and a half hours with you to go to you've Vegas. Done it. You've, done it. you've gone to Detroit with me. That was an hour and ten minute flight, thank God. Oh, what a disaster. To move on to the next game, my favorite game, personally, of the weekend, assuming Big Ben is healthy, Big Ben and those Pittsburgh Steelers, Triple B, go to Kansas City for this game. Joe, let you start. This was your Super Bowl pick in the beginning of the year. I'm looking forward to this game. I think this is going to be probably the best game all around of the week um, with Pittsburgh going into Kansas City. Um, It's a game that I I really, I really look forward to. Alex Smith is a guy who's always kind of raised his game a little bit in the playoffs. Roethlisberger, you remember he was in that walking boot last week. He's not limping. He feels good. This is going to be the game of the week. I have no argument there. You know, Kansas City has looked dominant all season. Can, can you say that? They've oh, been pretty well, especially at home in Arrowhead. Oh, yeah, forget it. In that stadium, that's what, that, that's what worries me a little bit. You know, Big Ben in the playoffs, obviously, there's no arguing. But with those stats, Big Ben's probably one of the better playoff quarterbacks in the league. You know, but I don't know how much... He has a chance in Arrowhead. Well, when you got Bell and you got Brown, you got a chance. You have a chance. Obviously. And their defense has played really well over the past six or seven weeks. You're going, you said you're going into Arrowhead now, and you know the Chiefs are angry after they went into Heinz Field early in the season, week five, Bell's first game back, and they got absolutely smoked and ran out off the field. Oh, they want their revenge. Oh, you, you guarantee they want their revenge. The only thing that worries me, Andy Reid is a fantastic coach. I don't know what he does with the clock sometimes in the postseason. We saw it again. Uh, we saw it again last year with the Patriots when they played the Pats in New England. With that said, fifteen and two coming off a bye week—that is definitely something to be worried about. Andy Reid with an extra week to prepare is absolutely almost unbeatable. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. You look at the Chiefs and Andy Reid's record coming off the bye, and it's 
it's second to none. That crowd is going to be a huge factor. But you, you talked about playing mad a little bit after the way Le'Veon teared them up earlier in the season. I think the Pittsburgh D is going to play a little mad after last week. I think that they gave Miami a lot of chances, too many chances that Miami just couldn't capitalize on. And I think you're going to see Pittsburgh come out a little bit angry at that after watching the tape this week. Yeah, I can see that also, you know. But Antonio Brown, uh, you know, this is the big three. It's going to be a nice matchup with him and Marcus Peters. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about here, if we were the Steelers, who would be the Roethlisberger of us three? Uh, I mean, I'll give it to Errol. You imagine Big Daddy being the Big Ben of this this group here. <laughs> I, I'm Big Ben's little doofy. He's kind of tall. You know why I'd be Antonio Brown? Why would you be Antonio I'm a great Brown? Because oh, you're a great catch. <laughs> I I want to bang my head against the wall. Please excuse me. <laughs> That's the receiver in the game. Oh, I'm a great catch. Oh my God! What just happened? Anyway, so the X Factor. How do you deal with this guy every week? <laughs> Tell me how you deal with him. Every I, week. How do you deal with him? You got to before we talk him. about before we talk about the X Factor of this game. Tell me how you <laughs> deal with Big Daddy. <laughs> Could be Big Daddy be the X Factor. <laughs> You gotta mess with them. You gotta mess with them because look, he's got that grin on his face and those big blue eyes looking at you. He's creeping me out a little bit. You're creeping me out. He's he's due for one dumb comment throughout the entire show. At least one dumb comment. That's when I really get to him. One dumb dumb comment throughout the show. (laughs) It's more like one every ten minutes. (laughs) Uh, That's uh, why you love me, Boyzman and Oz. The greatest show on turf right now. Uh, The X Factor for the Chiefs. Who else could it be? It's it's Tyree Kill. Okay. Aside from Odell Beckham, this guy is the most explosive thing to walk on the field this year. I, he really does scare you in the punt game, even in the run game, when they'll be uh, doing a couple fancy reverses. And, of course, he is a good wide receiver. Guy who had some personal issues uh, in the past, but he really has cleaned himself up. This guy can really spell trouble for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Errol, I, I agree with you, but for me, the X factor for Kansas City, Travis Kelsey. Oh. If Travis Kelsey could go out there, and have a big game. You know how much Alex Smith loves this guy. It, it could spell trouble for Pittsburgh. And, you know, the weather can play a big factor in this oh, one. I know it's going to be cold, rainy. It's going to be cold and rainy, but that's weather you see in Pittsburgh, too. Sure. To me, I don't think that has an effect on the Steelers. Hey, that may even help the Steelers. You know, they're comfortable playing at Heinz Field. They're comfortable playing that weather. I, I think if it comes be- down to a game where you're going to have to run the ball, oh, uh, who's got the advantage there? Come on. Oh, man. Kansas City does have a good run defense. D4, Justin Houston, and those boys. And I know Derek Johnson's obviously towards Achilles. He's not healthy. He's still got a lot of P. He's got a lot of playmakers on that defense. This game's going to come down to the, la- the last team who has the ball. I guarantee it. It's going to come down to the last minute of the game. If that's Alex Smith who has the ball, I don't, I don't then know. Then, I'm, I'm, no, RIP KC. I think uh, maybe an X factor for Pittsburgh. Uh, definitely. You talked about Travis Kelsey. I'll talk about Ryan Chazier. Ryan Chazier, one of the fastest linebackers in the league. If he's on Kelsey, that can be a very formidable matchup for Pittsburgh. To give Kelsey and Alex Smith a lot of trouble, uh, I think he's definitely an X factor for Pittsburgh. So yes. we'll see what happens. How, how did it work out for Kansas City the last time these two teams played? Two, uh, I believe it was 43-14. 43-14 in I week that, four. I got that score right. Listen, it was in Pittsburgh, right? Home field advantage, we know home field advantage means a lot in the NFL. Probably more than any other any other sport. And it can mean a lot being an arrowhead. And they have been good, aside from that one debacle 
against Tampa Bay, where Tampa Bay really, for a five-game stretch, was the hottest team in the league. You know, they've played very well at home. I mean, we said the same thing about the home field advantage, you know, last week with Seattle against Detroit. Look at, you know. Detroit didn't have a chance in that game. Not a chance. Obviously, they kept it kind of close in the first quarter, you know, tripped it off in the second, and obviously we all know what happens in the second half. But a big factor that comes into play is the 12th man. You know, I think that's going to come into play in Arrowhead. And to uh, move on to the last game, very underrated game in Atlanta, Seattle, Atlanta. These teams obviously did meet in the beginning of the year. Uh, Joe, what do you expect to see from this game? This game is going to be another very, very good game. And we have four really good games this weekend. The big play Falcons, okay, going against that vulnerable secondary from Seattle. It's going to be good. Matt Ryan's what, though, in the playoffs? One and five? One and three. One and three, whatever it is. I will say this. You say one and three. I I understand that. Those three losses were the three teams to represent the the NFC in the Super Bowl. So it's not like they lost to, I I don't know, Joe Webb's Minnesota Vikings or something like that. You know, they they lose to Arizona, eventually lost in the Super Bowl to Pittsburgh. They lost to Green Bay. No one was beating them that year, no, no. matter what you did. And they did lose to um, San Francisco, who did make it to the Super Bowl that year. So it's not like this Matt Ryan has lost to any scrubs. This Seattle defense, they said to you off the air before the show, not the same on the road that they are at home. They lost some bad games on the road this year. I mean, look at the t- game in Tampa Bay. Uh, they, even though only giving up 14 points, Jameis Winston was just making big play third down after big play third down. The game in Green Bay, forget about it. What was that score? 38-3. And Russell Wilson, not the same guy on the road that he is uh, that he is at home. So now, worry about. And you're on the road here, and you're traveling across country to go play in Atlanta. Those fans there, they're going to be ready to go in that dome. I, I believe Russell Wilson is 8-3 in the playoffs now. Oh, he's been fantastic in the playoffs. Well, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Steve. Well, yeah. He's been in the Super Bowl twice. Uh, even in his first year, in his rookie year, he did lose to Atlanta. But Russell Wilson brought them all the way back from a big deficit. Matt Ryan ended up getting the last laugh. But, as, you know, Matt Ryan and his offense is obviously one of the top ranked in the league. Oh, my God. Joe, you had the stat before 30 points in the game? I believe it was. I, they, I, I know their top 10 score. 33. 33.8. Uh, points per game this season. Um, Seattle's only allowed an average of eighteen point three, though. So it's gonna be. I believe it's, it's gonna top, be a good game. You know, top three. I think that was. I think that's good for eighth. If I'm remembering correctly, good for eighth all time throughout a season most points per game, which is really is incredible. They got a lot of. Let's let's just go down through the weapons that they have. Uh, they have Julio Jones, top three wide receiver, absolutely. They have Mohamed Sanu, who's very serviceable, number two. Tight ends that you never heard of, and Matt Ryan's just making better around him. And, of course, the two running backs, Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman, best back duo in the league. It, they, this, this offense is so loaded to the point where can a good defense stop them? Keep it in Seattle. L-O-B, Legion of Boom. Even though they are missing one important piece, let's not forget, this defense definitely has not looked the same without Earl Thomas. I mean, when you lose, when you give up points, you give up 25 points to, to Buffalo here, and then you know 38 points to Green Bay here, even though Green Bay's been as hot as they've been. You know, even San Francisco they had some trouble with. On the road, they almost lost to San Francisco that last game when they were still playing for something. They were still playing for the third seed. They went out and played their starters. So I think it's going to be a very tough road for Seattle in this game. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel good about it as a Seahawks fan. 
Well, you know, Matt Ryan with the season he's had, uh, can we say MVP caliber? Without a doubt, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, he's definitely up there in conversation. And with, with this season that he's had, I'm expecting, you know, a, a playoff game. You know, he's waited all season for this. He's, he's, he definitely he's waited. He's waited more than all season for this. You see the lack of playoff success, like we just touched on, and, and you got to figure this guy's going to be ready to come out and prove the doubters wrong. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And, and against that banged up secondary, he's going to take those shots downfield. I can see. I can definitely see Atlanta scoring high in this one. Seattle, you know. I don't think you're the only one that could see that. Did you look into your crystal ball for that? I did. I actually did. That that's a riveting prediction. One big factor, let's not forget, Falcons defense, not exactly great. I think the X factor for Seattle, Thomas Rawls broke a Seahawks record for most rushing yards in a game last week. Ran really well. I know it was against Detroit, but Atlanta's defense isn't exactly much better. I think Thomas Rawls is a very big X factor because you know how Seattle football works. Defense and a good running game. They finally found the running game last week. I think that could be a big factor in Thomas Rawls. Uh, if we're going to talk about Atlanta, uh, I think honestly Dan Quinn versus uh, versus Pete. Uh, yeah, Dan Quinn versus Pete Carroll. Another assistant going up against the former head coach. Who gets the best of them? I mean, they both know each other pretty well. Obviously, they work with each other for a long time. But uh, obviously, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and that loss at Seattle does not sit well with Dan Quinn at all. And you know he's going to have those guys fired up for that. Without a doubt. And, you know, uh, we'll have our picks and we'll have a lot more to talk about after this uh, quick commercial break. Coming to you from SND Podcast. You can listen to SND Podcast, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes. You can also find us on their SND Podcast page on SoundCloud. So we'll come back to you right after this commercial break. Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SND Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDPodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for our podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Back with you on Weissman and I's I-95 Sports Network. If you want to call in, 1605-562-8001 to listen. If you want to press 5 and join the conversation, feel free to go ahead. Links on Twitter and Facebook if you want to listen that way. Uh, I'm with Joe here, Steven to my right. Joe, well, let's get into it, man. We got the first game going on, Seattle, Atlanta. We were just breaking that one down. Give me a prediction. Give me a score. Uh, picking this game is a little tough for me, but I think Atlanta comes up just short. And Seattle was my pick to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC at the beginning of the season. And I'm going to stick with that. So I'm going to take Seattle, the underdog, on the road here. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons in this one. You know, I, I just love to see a new team get into, you know, the next round. I would even like to see Atlanta in the Super Bowl. But I don't think they're going to have what it takes to beat the next opponent, who I, I will preview in a second. I despise, despise when I agree with you. Or you agree with me, I'll say that. 
Uh, I think Atlanta wins this one. I think Atlanta wins this one by a touchdown, too. I just think that high-powered offense is just going to be a little bit too much for the Seattle Seahawks. They're not the same Seahawks that we knew and knew and loved or hated, if you if you would, from a few years back. So I think Matt Ryan comes up. I think he proves some of the doubters wrong. I think he goes out and wins his second career playoff game. And I think Dan Quinn gets the best of, uh, you know, they put the assistant gets best of the teacher. So I'll, I'll take the top. And- I love it when you both pick against me. I, I think it's really cute, the two of you together. Oh, God, I can't stand this. All right, Saturday night, my favorite game. Pats, Texans. Steven, I'll give you the honors going first. I'll just go with the Patriots, the Patriots in this one. I'll set myself up for disappointment. I picked the Texans earlier this season, hoping, you know, that they would prove to me that they could be a an established playoff team. Obviously, that wasn't the case. This is what you picked. You picked Brock Osweiler. Rock and roll. Although being in the AFC Championship thing, to go into New England. I'm finally picking against them. Oh. As much as I don't want to, I'm, let's be realistic here. It's the Patriots. You, the, the, like you said, you both said it earlier in the season. They were the Patriots when you picked the when you picked the Texans. What was different? This is the matchup you've been waiting for since September. You're gonna pick. You really want me to go? You really want me to? No, I want you to go with who you think is gonna win. I think I think Texans are gonna put up a fight. I think New England wins it. You think they cover the spread of sixteen? I do. You do. <laughs> okay, Errol, come on. Thirty-one though. Thirty-one-seven. I'll say that. I'll give him a touchdown. 31 to 7. The Texans don't have a prayer in this game. Martellus Bennett is going to tear him up. Well, Garrett Blunt is going to tear him up. That New England defense is going to eat Brock Osweiler alive. This one is going to be get in your seat, get your popcorn, and eat it very quickly because this one's going to be over early. New England wins 31 to 7. Mark that down. Listen, <laughs> where do I start here? The Patriots could be given 20, and I'm probably still going to take them. I think the Patriots blow them out in this game. In every aspect, defensively, on offense, it's just it's a non-contest. I do think that the Texans are going to come out with a little bit of fire. Okay? Huge underdog. They feel very disrespected. It is the playoffs. I think that goes away quickly. All right. My favorite game of the week. One o'clock Sunday. Didn't ever give me your favorite week. Harold, yeah, uh, you're like turning into Weissman here. Well, I mean, my favorite game. I said my favorite game last night because the fact that Stephen picked this game for the AFC Championship game and picked Houston to win that game. I think this is going to be an awful game. My favorite game that is going to be to watch, such I think is going to be the best game of the week. Kansas City, Pittsburgh. Joe, I'll let you do the honors for your AFC. This is going to be the best game of the week, and I'm going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road in Arrowhead to go to the AFC Championship game. I said it the first time I came on with you guys back in September. The AFC Championship game will consist of the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I said it back then, and I'm saying it right now. And I'm going to have to agree with Joe on this one. As much as I want, I really thought long and hard of this all week. Kansas City, I really wanted to pick them, but I just think with new uh, Pittsburgh's experience in the playoffs and Big Ben in the playoffs, I, I think it's just going to overcome. Big Daddy, Big Daddy picking Big Ben. I'm going to Patriots in this one. It's going to be a close one. I love it when I'm the minority of us three. I'm picking Kansas City. I'm well, you are. Oh, <laughs> you got a good point there, too. I'm picking the be- better defense. 
I'm picking the better coach, especially coming off a bye week. Andy Reid, 15-2, coming off a bye. I would scare me a lot if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben, I know he's not limping. He can get hurt very easily. Those two, Justin Houston, D. Ford. We'll see what happens. What are you doing? You're looking at me with a dumbfounded look because I'm looking down at my fingers and the better coach. All right. Better coach coming off this bye week. Yeah. I don't know. Mike Tomlin looks down and he's, he's see some rings. I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say that. I understand. I see some rings week to week. I would take in. Oh God, I can't even say it. I can't even say that because of the clock management, but coming off a bye week, I'll take Andy Reid over any head coach in the league. Almost any head coach. I'm not going to disrespect Bill Belichick, obviously. I caught myself there. The greatest coach of all time. Oh, not a doubt. The greatest coach of all time. And the guy's not even – I mean, he's got another how many years left. I'm going to take Kansas City in this game 23-20. to It's going to be a close game, a great game. I just think the Kansas City defense is going to be a little too much for Triple B, and I'll take Kansas City. I told you I'm already on Pittsburgh in this one. No, we'll see what happens. I can't wait to pick this game with you guys. Uh, Let's go. Let's go. It's who you go first. I have to take the liberty of going first, Big Daddy. I'm sorry. I'm taking the bad man. That's Aaron Rodgers. I I said it last week, and I'm holding true to my word. The winner of that Giants-Packers game will end up representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. The bright lights of the postseason in Dallas, too much bright lights on Dak, on Zeke. I think it's going to be too much for him. I've said this time and time again. In the next decade, you can expect, I hope Joey loves listening because I'll make him happy, you can expect a Super Bowl or two from this duo. I think they're just too good, and they're only going to get better. And let's not forget, they're rookies. We're going we're gonna to see them get even better. But first year, rookie year, going up against the best quarterback in the league, I think it's going to be a little too much for him. Give me the bad man at San Rogers, 27-24. to 24. Big Daddy, you're up. All right. And as much as it hurts to say, I'm going to go with Dallas in this one because I really do think Dallas brings, you know, I think they go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to flat out say I think it's Cowboys, Patriots in the Super Bowl. That's like the kiss of death right there. You picked the Giants to win the Super Bowl. But you know what? Uh, I, I just think Dallas, you know, under these spotlights, Ezekiel Elliott's been under these lights with the championship game two years ago. Ah. Uh, I'm just going with the Cowboys in this one. I do think I told you Seattle's going to lose to Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta can overcome Dallas. We're talking about Dallas right now. I'm, I'm not talking about Atlanta. I'm just can talking. I make my pick? Go for it. Are you done? Yes, I'm done. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Last week I heard all the Giants fans saying, oh, we'll see you next week. I wonder what road they're going to be watching in. Where are the Giants fans sitting this week? Yeah, two sitting right here. Yep. Yeah, on their couches. Anyway, anyway, I'm taking Dallas in this one, okay? I'm going to go with the kids. I'm going to roll with Zeke and Dak and Jason Witten, the veteran. Okay, I'm going Dallas at home. You guys might call it an upset. I don't. See you in the NFC Championship. I think you're going to be very grossly disappointed, Joe. I'm sorry. I just I think it's too it's too much to put on these two rookies. I understand we've seen the confidence, we've seen the moxie from them. You're this is a different animal now. You know, we saw Odell say it last week. You know, playoffs was a different speed. I didn't experience that. Now I have. Playoffs is a lot different speed that's going to be for these two kids, especially going up against the Packers. We saw it firsthand last week. I mean, they're a dominant team. And Rodgers is a dominant quarterback. Couldn't get one pick off that guy. And the Giants 
did a real good job of uh, turning the ball over on the on defense, especially Landon Collins, especially with Jack Rabbit. I think it's going to be too much for the Dallas defense, and I think it's definitely going to be too much pressure for these two kids. I don't think these kids know pressure. I, I really don't. And, and you've seen it before. Now, listen, Dak has a great mentor who's got a lot of playoff experience behind him at quarterback. No, I'm not talking about Tony Romo. <laughs> listen, I know you're laughing at me. What quarterback on that roster has the most playoff experience? Tell me right now. The Sanchez. Mark Sanchez has been to two AFC championship games. Okay? One is a rookie. Guess what? If you tell me he's not in Dax here, you're crazy. Okay? He knows what to expect going into this situation. What's Mark Sanchez's record in, uh, in the championship? Oh, and so. Um, I'll say this. Now you just made me what time on. is the Giant game this week? Now you just made me get on a different topic. The first time, Peyton Manning, which is, was a man on a mission. The second time, Rex Ryan blew that game. You're on, what, what was it, the two-yard line against the Pittsburgh Steelers? You have Sean Green absolutely dominant. You don't run the ball four times. You throw at Sanchez. That wasn't his fault. I'm sorry. I got off topic. That's just, that, that play argue, uh, it just aggravated me. As, uh, as I remembered it from a few years back. The Jets should have won that game in Pittsburgh. Jets should have won that game in Pittsburgh. Indianapolis was a different story. I, you know what? Since we're talking about the Jets, we're done with these games. Here we go. Let's transition. You, you're really going to try to raise my blood pressure. You know, Joe, what's your season going to be like? You know, Joe, I'll say this. Uh, we talked about so much about Todd Bowles. Probably, you know, we think he should go. I look at all the assistants that got hired. This past week, I don't think you, I don't think you missed the boat on anything. I mean, I would rather keep I the boat. I, Odell didn't. Oh, Odell did not miss the boat. He missed the ball, not the boat. The boat. You saw the defensive coordinator from Miami get hired. They have the 29th ranked defense. Anthony Lynn. I don't know why there's just so much praise about him. I mean, he got whacked by the Jets in his only time guys coaching a game. Uh, Joe, what are you expecting to do this off season? Guys, there are so many question marks surrounding them. In this offseason, I think you really have to start clearing out a lot of these high-priced veterans that you have on the team. Revis, oh, I want to be handled with respect and class. Guess what? You're a bum. You're a bum. How many times did you hold out for more money? You want to have class? Talk about class? Get out of here. I I don't want to see that guy on my team anymore. Okay? Sheldon Richardson, another guy. Got to go. Goodbye. You know, Marshall, another high-salary guy. I'm okay with letting him go. It's time to rebuild the Jets, and you have to do it the right way. This is the problem with rebuilding the Jets. It's interesting to me. We, we, you and I talked about it actually a few weeks ago. This team needs a full rebuild. The only problem is you got a coach and a GM going into their third year, and very seemingly from afar, it looks like they're on the hot seat. So it looks like they're going to be coaching and, and uh, you know, maneuvering, as Mike McCadden would do, for their jobs. So you really think to be honest, I, I disagree there because Woody Johnson came out and said last week there's no pressure to make the playoffs next season. We understand we have to build through the draft and choose wisely in free agency. Well, that's a great idea, and I personally love that. Let's build this team the right way through the draft. Let's stop drafting bums and guys who can't stay on the field. Now, Joe, I don't want to put you on the spot here. But put me on the spot. I, like I want you to put me on the spot. Three quarterbacks you do not want as a quarterback on the Jets. Geno Smith. I can eat He's not going to be on the team next year. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, oh, you told me a name three that I don't want okay. as my starting quarterback. Okay. Christian Ackenberg. And Tony Romo. 
I do not want Tony Romo as the Jets starting quarterback. You have to rebuild. You have to get younger. See what you have with Petty. See what you have with Hackenberg. See if one of these guys could develop to a point where you have a future quarterback. If not, then you know you have to go out and do something. I understand that you drafted Hackenberg in the second round last year. Petty in the fourth round a couple of years ago. I'm sorry, man, but I watched them throughout this season. I watched them last year. I watched them in the championship game. Sean Watson's special to me. And I don't know what the whole big deal is about Mr. Trubisky. It took the guy three years to start. Started 13 games this year. I wasn't exactly impressed. So I think Deshaun Watson, if they're sitting there with it, five? Six. Six? They're sitting there at six, and it, he might not be there. I mean, you got three teams in front of you that no, – I think you, you would have to go up and get him. You think if he's there, and even if you have to trade up – Trade up for him. He, to me, why? Because he's mobile in the pocket when he has to be. He's a good, he's a good pocket passer. To me, he reminds me of a, a lesser erratic Cam Newton. I don't know if you could get rid of Sheldon Richardson anymore. Get what you originally wanted for him. I know there's – You're not going to – you're not going to, Stephen, but you have to bite the bullet. At this point, you got to just get uh, okay. You saw the video of the guy before the Miami game. <laughs> I don't want this guy to play another snap on the Jets. I don't blame you. Cowboys offered you guys a fourth-round pick before last year's draft. Do you think you can even get that anymore? I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if you had to go out and cut this guy. I mean, he's got – it's just people like that that are Kansas for the locker room. Even a guy like Mo Wilkerson, who has all the talent in the world, another guy that's missed practices you know, consecutively – has obviously had issues with the media, like just Sheldon Richardson. But he's a guy, I, I feel like he's valuable to the team still. He's of course he is. He still if, needs to keep on a big team. contract. They yeah. wouldn't have given him that money if, if he wasn't a valuable asset to the team. Unfortunately, there's some people around him that, you know, I want to say are influencers, but, you know, man up. You, you got your money. Now go out there and prove it. Exactly. There are a couple bright spots on this team, obviously. I think Darren Lee still has a lot of promise. I like him. Leonard Williams is going to turn out to be a very, very formidable offensive uh, well, lineman. Well, very good. good pick. I still couldn't believe the Jets ended up with him. I thought he was the best player in that draft, and he just fell in their lap. Quincy Nunoa, I think, from what he said last year, especially you know when you guys when guys get selfish, they don't start playing for each other. He spoke up. That's that's a leader to me. I think he's emerging as a leader. He had a very good season. If you're going to have Petty as your quarterback next year, Robbie Anderson had a lot of chemistry with Petty next, uh, this past season. I mean, Bilal Powell was a bright spot. I've been waiting for him to start for a few years now. So there are some bright spots on this team. I just think there's a lot. There's a lot of work to do around that. Oh, a lot of work. You're not kidding. There's a lot of work to you do. You know, a whole new secondary. Your offensive line is in shambles. You know, obviously, you don't know who's, is Eric Decker going to come back healthy? People forget about him. The tight end position is two big time surgeries for Eric Decker. The tight end position is almost as worse as the Giants. Uh, I don't think the Jets know what the tight end position is. Uh. And you still don't know who your offensive coordinator is either. And plus, who wants that job? Who's going to want that? that Bowles and McKenna could both be out. I mean, this guy, whoever gets to take the offensive uh, offensive coordinator job, can be looking at one year and then that's it. So I don't know who I don't know who would want that job. Listen, just be you, blessed. You're not you, the 49. You keep saying it. I don't think Bowles and McCagnan are going to be out because I truly think Woody Johnson, who don't even get me started on him, is going to let these guys do this rebuild. He's going to roll with these guys during that rebuild. You've seen Woody Johnson just really be affected by the fans way too much over the past few years, firing Idzik, even though he should have been hey, fired. Uh, John Idzik, 
should have never been hired for this team. But you've seen him really take – What a quack that guy. How many players did that, that guy draft is still on this roster? Guy is a joke. Is there anyone – did he draft Leonard Williams? Uh, I believe it was McCagnon. It wasn't McCagnon. I think so. I still can't believe that guy. So I just befuddled by it. But uh, I, I, The New York I, Jets are a mess. Let, let's put it that way. The New York Jets are a mess, and they have a lot of work to do. It, it's not to say that it can't be done. I, I mean, you know, you go in there, you retool this defense. You have some bright spots throughout the roster. You retool a little bit, and, and you look at a team like Dallas, okay, with that offensive line. You go out there and you build up that offensive line. You could really do this the right way. You say if Watson's not there, Trubisky's not there, who do you think, who would you like? I keep saying, you know who the guy I want is. I want the Jersey boy, okay, from Michigan, Jabril Peppers. The guy has a ton of talent. He he could do it from several different positions, several different spots. Uh, Bring him home. Let's go and let's see what we got. I don't understand why he's starting to fall in these drafts. Sometimes these experts just make me scratch my head. Uh, another guy maybe he could line up with together back there at safety, Calvin Pryor. But he's a free agent this year, I believe. And you know, are the Jets going to bring him back? He got burned in a lot, a lot of coverage. He's another year. guy, high draft pick, who's less than impressive. So he should oh, be playing he, linebacker. He's a big hitter. Okay, great. Guy well, can't cover. The guy should be playing linebacker, in my in my opinion, honestly. But uh, since the time of the Jets, it's turned just into the Giants. Giants have a lot of tough decisions to make this offseason. What time are they playing this week? Oh, sorry, Big. I know Big Daddy looks like he's ready to attack me right now. No, before that, before I don't know if you guys heard about Tom Coughlin finally getting uh, great hire for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who, listen, that record is what it is. That's a team that's not far off. And now you have a guy in there with Tom Coughlin who could really, really turn that team around, turn it around, and and make something special down there. Yeah, Doug Marone should have been the coach. Down in Jacksonville after week five. Oh, yeah. After they got blown out on Thursday night football national TV by Tennessee. So Barone should have been the coach. Yeah. I, I think that will be very effective. You saw Blake Bortles the last couple of games play very effectively with Marone under helm. Your guy. That's my boy. I did pick him to win, win the division. You know, you see, they got a lot of talent on defense. I like their receiver receiving core. You saw Marquise Lee. We talk about guys that get drafted high cut just for disappointments. You finally saw a little bright spot from the top, former top 10 pick. So. I, I like that hire a lot. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, especially in that division, with the dysfunctional Colts, with Brock Osweiler, and with Team Tennessee that's up and coming, but I, I'm just a little skeptical about their coaching. Tennessee wins that division next year. I think that's probably right. I think it'll be between those two teams. It could be. I think it definitely could be. But now we would have had a great yeah. Uh, I can't believe I'm watching Brock Osweiler. Could you imagine if we wa- we got to watch Mariota, Derek Carr, first round matchup? You know what, Derek Carr deserved it. I honestly think Derek Carr, with his season, you've got to feel bad for that guy. Yeah, because we're not talking about the Texans this week if Derek Carr is in there. We're not. We're talking about Pat's Raiders, Raiders. which I think, oh, my God. Not which was the game I truly wanted to see because, in my opinion, if there was one team that could give – that could give New England a run for their money. It, it was Oakland. And I don't even know if we're talking about Texans. We might be talking about Chiefs-Texans at this point. because, Or, no, we might be talking about Chiefs beating Houston last week because um, I think probably Derek Carr would have won that game in Denver. That's a conversation for maybe another day. Transition to the Giants. 
JPP free agent, Jonathan Hankins free agent, Victor Cruz is owed nine million dollars, CRC owed eight million dollars. You know what's going to happen, Steven? Like, like all you mentioned, JPP, he already said that he's not signing a one-year deal. This guy needs to be locked up long term, and is he worth it? Is he worth that long-term deal with playing with four fingers? Obviously, he had a decent season. He was pretty good, but, you know. It was good, but he wa- he wants to be paid like a top guy in this league on a multi-year deal for an aging guy who's blown his fingers off. Let's not forget he's had back problems. Look, so. and he's been good with the blown-off fingers, but Jesus. I think Romeo Aquara showed enough promise to the point where you can stomach JPP walking away. Jonathan Hank is a very underrated guy. I and mean, we saw how important these guys stuffing up the middle. Joe, former Jet, Damian Harrison, all first team, all pro this year. It's been great for you guys. I mean, it's very important to stack up this line, not just with edge rushers. You've got to stack them up with good nose tackles as well. He wants Olivier Vernon type money. I don't know if he's going to – he's definitely not getting Olivier. He's older. He has seven and a half fingers. He's, he's not getting it. Uh, one that guy to... cost himself $90 million. He really did. Yeah, he, did. he went out there and played with some fireworks and cost himself $90 million. You know what I could do at $90 million? What can you do? I could buy a big daddy mansion. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I could certainly buy a new friend or two. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, big daddy. Come on. Wipe that look off your face. Come on. $90 million buys the Islanders at this point in my life. New owners aren't doing that. Why would I buy the Islanders so I could bang my head against the wall a little more? Oh, God. Uh, one guy we saw him miss a lot during last week's game, Dominic Rogers Cromarty. Do they cut him? Do they reconstruct his contract? That's another guy to look out for because, really, that's a lot of money for a third quarter. You guys want Rivas? No, we'll pass. <laughs> we'll give you Rivas. We will pass. I might rather Come on, have, the guy's a future Hall of Famer. I might rather have Big Daddy at this point, to be honest. You with imagine you. Big Daddy out there trying to play corner and cover these guys? Look at him. He could do it. He could do it. <laughs> he he could do it when he puts his head on a pillow and sleeps at night in his <laughs> dreams. He could do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like it. Thank you, guys. Uh, another guy, Victor Cruz. Fan favorite, owed $9 million. Bye. You Bye. Know, you know he wants to be here. The guy took a $9 million pay cut last year. The Giants definitely cut him. But do they bring him back on a one-year deal or so? No. No, because you have to get a little more dynamic on that offense. I can't argue with that. Look, as guys, much as look, I love how, how about your best player in the playoffs? Let him take that spot. Tavares. I, I don't even know his but Tavares King. King. Yeah, you should king him and put him in that spot. Hey, listen, maybe one possibility. I don't think it's going to happen. Alshon Jeffrey is a free agent. Giants showed last year they're not afraid to go out and spend money. I don't think that's realistic, but I think no. it's a possibility. Another guy, Rashad Jennings, making $3.7 million a year. You think what we saw enough from Paul Perkins is enough to just I do. Provide I really like that. what I saw out of Paul Perkins, especially in the second half of the year. Really an explosive running back. That showed a lot of promise. I, I think we could see him leading the running back position next coming into next season. And then to move on to the draft. My fair I I after the Super Bowl's over, I can't wait for the draft. The drafting mid twenties, you're if Cam Robinson's there, which is not gonna be, you gotta take the kid. You gotta take the kid from either Wisconsin or Alabama. But if he's not there, one guy who's been projected to go, a guy I like a lot on the Michigan Wolverines, Taco Charlton. How could you how could a guy named Taco 
land in your lap and you not take a guy with the first name Taco. I think the Giants, in all seriousness, the Giants have to look at a, a pass rusher or an offensive lineman. I don't think you, you need to go secondary in this situation. I love tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I love tacos. Oh, God. Taco Tuesdays. Taco Tuesday is a great night. Boys, we got a, got a few minutes left. I I got to get an update on the Islanders for you, from you. Here we go. How we doing, boys? How we doing? Not good. It's like so Jekyll and Hyde. Arrow, one week, they look good. The next week, you're losing to three of the worst teams in the NHL scoring one goal a game. I'm getting enraged just thinking about it right now. Okay, now I'm going to drive to Boston on Sunday to go see this team play on Monday, Martin Luther King Day, my favorite holiday. Come on now. I will say this. Have you been to Philadelphia? Wells Fargo and the Islanders went? Several times. I I go to Philly, you know, at least two times a season when we're there. I I love getting my cheese steaks. I had a really bad experience in Philly a couple years ago when Halak flubbed it with two seconds left after we came back from three goals down to find a game. Think about that. Imagine those fans. Think about that. I got dumped the week before. Okay, we went to Harris in Philly before the game. I lost a ton of money. Okay, and then that game. Now I figure it's all coming back. We're doing good. We come back three goals down, and what happens? That goal goes in. Imagine me trying to not drive off the bridge that night. Oh, God. What I was getting to was whatever you experience in Philly with those fans, not in Boston. Everyone was surprisingly really nice. When we went, we bought the tickets in front of us. The guy in front of us, I guess he, he has, he, I think he has like that whole section, not whole section, but a good part of that area. And he looks at me, he's, he bought my tickets. I sold them to the Rangers fans, but he was very cool about it. People there were very, very nice. I'll say this, I would be a little bit optimistic because Bruins at home, not exactly a great home ice advantage for him. You're going to have a lot of fun. Tea Garden's great. Is that the first time you're going? Uh, no, I've been there. I, I was able to catch a Bruins Flyers game there several years back, and, and it's a great time. I, I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm looking forward to getting back there. You know what's a great time? Being a Rangers fan. Being a Rangers fan. Here we I, go. I, I know you got Nash coming back, Zabatajad, my boy coming back. Buchnevich is in the lineup. He's on my first place fantasy hockey team. You, people forget, this team has not been healthy over the past few weeks. Nash is back. Grabner's been unbelievable. Uh, was that every show? Grabner is going to look great on the Vegas Knights next year. How is he not on the All-Star team? This is ridiculous. It's asinine. It's ludicrous. I do really think he's going to end up on Las Vegas next year. Now, They'd be stupid to not take him $1 million to play. I do. And George McPhee, the GM out in Vegas, is a guy who's with the Islanders for a while who's had a lot of time to see this guy, yeah, I think he's going to be the guy that Vegas takes from the Rangers. Now, how is that working with Las Vegas when they draft their team? Are they Now, is it like an actual – like, are they just choosing players who they want to take? How is this working? No, you have – you can protect a certain number of guys, defensemen, um, a goaltender, and forwards. Grabner is one of those guys you look at on the Rangers that's probably going to have to be unprotected. Yeah, too many important guys, too many young guys we just need. Uh, I know VC and, and Buchnevich guys that don't have to worry about because they are too young, but Nash has a no-move clause. Girardi has a no-move clause. I mean, it really ruins it. These are guys you have to protect. You're protecting McDonough. You're protecting Lundqvist. Right? Uh, before I wrap up the show, I do have to say, Rangers will be having a ceremony for the fallen Steve McDonald. Uh, rest in peace to him and his family. Great guy. 
great Ranger fan too. And obviously we know about the award and everything in his whole situation. So we all do say as a Weissman and Oz and Cruzamano family, uh, rest in peace to Steve McDonald. Yeah, uh, thanks to everyone who's tuned in today. Uh, we're going to have some great games this weekend. And we will talk to you guys on Monday on Weissman and Oz on I-95 Sports Network. Have a great weekend, everybody. Clear